0: Um, you know, going through <clears throat> this life, we experience a full range of emotions. Um, you know, there are times when uh, we are in suffering and in tears, and there are times when we are excited and we are happy. And um, you know, actually, the Psalm One Twenty Six show, shows us that the, the emotional aspect of a Christian sometimes. You know, we may think that, you know, God has uh, intended for us to be just stoic, right, uh, knowing all this, you know, it's, it's, it's just not a propositional thing where we simply come to know the truth and then we are like, oh, okay, um, so that means we shouldn't uh, feel anything. No, uh, God has given us the faculty of emotions, right? God also, throughout scriptures, we see that he displays emotions, so being, having that, the, uh, just looking at, uh, through all those things. We have to also just not completely disregard the emotional aspect of uh, being a Christian, that we cannot simply deny things or downplay or disregard right? that important aspect of our uh, Christian life. Um, and so uh, today's theme uh, is this, uh, just tell you right up front, that our journey as a Christian will include many tears and sufferings, but in the end, there will be restoration and rejoicing. And that is the, the theme of, of what I would like to talk about today. Uh, you know In the Lord of the, uh, the, the Rings" uh, trilogy, uh, we see that we see this amazing journey, right, of Frodo and, and, and his friends. Uh, the, the journey that they take to, you know, bring, uh, basically destroy the ring. <clears throat> and throughout the whole t- uh, time, I mean, uh, I make it sound like I read a book, no, I didn't, right? Uh, I saw the, the movies, and but even the, in the movies, right, uh, you see that many lives are sacrificed, and even these guys had to go through many difficult and desperate situations. But they never gave up. And in the end, Middle-earth was saved, and peace was restored. You know, in many storylines, there's this attention, right, and there's this conflict, that uh, conflict arises, and then there is a clash of wills, and and all kinds of drama develops, the plot thickens, and it reaches the climax, and then a conclusion. And that's, uh, that's what it's like in most books or movies. And it happens in real life as well. We go through highs and lows of life. And it really is, if you think about, and I think every one of us here can really say, if you just sit down and talk about it, right? Each and every one of us will, talk, will be willing to talk about the lows and highs. Like it's, it's a roller coaster life for all of us. And when we look at in this passage, verses 1 through 3 is about remembering what has happened in the past. And verses 4 through 6 is about experiencing the present. Here, the psalmist alludes, <coughs> alludes to the, uh, you know, when uh, he's talk, uh, talking about when the, the Lord restores uh, the, the fortunes of Zion, right? Uh, we were like those who dream. And so uh, some people think that there was a, he's alluding to the return from Babylonian exile in the 6th century BC when the captive people of Israel were permitted to return to their, uh, to their own homeland. But, you know, we don't know that for sure here uh, because there is no specific mention of any, uh, the place of uh, exile or anything like this is uh, simply restoring the fortunes of Zion. Uh, and uh, of course, we're not talking about Joe and Min's kid here, uh, but just the Israel uh, in, as uh, general. <clears throat> but um, you know, what we need to uh, notice here is the fact that when we read, yeah, verses uh, one through three, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And what we need to know here is that no matter how much God does for you in this life, sorrow will not go away because after this, he remembers the wonderful things that God has done, restoring the fortunes in Zion, remembering it really, uh, fondly, right? And then verse 4 says, then strangely, strangely as he comes back to the reality of present life, he says, restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negeb,' right? Even though what God has done was amazing, restoring fortunes, now once again, he says, "Restore our fortunes again, Lord." And he talks about it in verse five and six, those who sow in tears, tears, and he goes out. Uh, he who goes out weeping. There's this. The reality at the present is that there are people who are still in tears and weeping, and it's part of life. It's part of Christian life. Just because you are a Christian, uh, the child of God, does not exempt you from suffering and sorrow. Don't think that now that, we are there, that you belong to him, that you are going to have less trouble. <clears throat> you know, we may, some people, I hear some people say, right, what is this, right? I thought, Since God is for me and not against me, I would have an easier path in life. So why am I suffering like this? Why me, right? So some people, they just don't really understand some of the, uh, the struggles that they go through in life. But that's really a deficient understanding of Christian faith and the, reali- and the reality we will ha- uh, have just as much suffering and hardship as anyone else, if not more, right? Uh, personally, I, um, I had one miserable week uh, this week, uh, physically speaking, um, I got really sick. Um, so Monday, um, like, as I was working, I was like, you know, you know how you can feel it? Like that you are coming down with something and I knew said, oh, this is not good. This, I had a feeling that this was going to be really bad. And it, w- it was really bad. And, and both Grace, I mean, she started f- not feeling well from late last week. Uh, not this past week, but even week before. So both of us took a really serious beating from this uh, flu-like symptoms. It, it's, uh, don't worry, it's not COVID. Uh, we both of us uh, checked a couple of times. Uh, it's COVID negative. But we were just like sick as a dog. And uh, there was this one time that I slept for like over, I couldn't stay awake for like over 12 hours. Um, I don't think I have been this sick uh, in a long while. And the thing was, this is a crunch time at work, too. I was just briefly talking with Hyo before, but uh, because I'm in doing, helping people with, uh, you know, uh, like with uh, Obamacare, you know the marketplace, and so this is an open enrollment time, right? So people have to re-enroll, and all these things. So this is a really uh, crunch time at work. So I was like, oh my gosh! And I think I have like over a hundred calls I have to get back to, right? Because this whole week I was sick, and a uh, couple of days, like uh, Thursday and Friday, I try to work as like. Uh, and it was getting so backed up, and I was like, I, and then, but I tried to work for a couple hours, and you know, my head was spinning, and I was like, I can't, I can I can't work. I was as sick as a dog, right? Uh, and uh, you know, when it, I felt like, man, when it rains, it pours, right? <clears throat> it was the worst time for me to get sick. And the thing is, we go through all these difficult times. Um, but here, the psalmist is remembering the wonderful things that the Lord has accomplished for his people in verses, uh, verses 1 through 3. Uh, you know, here it talks about how when the actual moment came, right, uh, it was such an overwhelming experience, restoring the fortunes. And so the wonder of joy of the reality was so marvelous that they hardly uh, dared believe it. And they were like these people who would dream. Uh, that's what he remembers about what has happened in the past. It's like um, Korea like, uh, gaining independence from... After 36 years of like, Japanese occupation, they finally gained independence back in the 19, uh, 1945. And so you know, this past summer, I went to Korea, and um, I went to visit this one... Uh, like a prison for political like, prisoners. And so I went through that, you know, the, they made a, a museum out of it. I went there and they're just talking about the, the kind of torture that people had to go through for, for the freedom fighters or the people who are just working to, to gain independence and uh, what the Japanese have done to, to those people. So, so can you imagine I saw some of the pictures of the people when they finally found that, that Korea gained uh, independence Just a joy, right? It's just like, it was just a surreal experience, right? You could just see it in their faces. So great was what he had done that the nations heard about it and said, the Lord has done great things for them. So he fondly remembers that. But the present is not like the past. And in verse 4 again, Restore our fortunes, O oh Lord, like streams in the Negeb. So the Negeb is this a bone it's a bone dry uh, region. Uh, so it's, a, it's basically a desert uh, area in the southern part of uh, of Israel. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm not I'm not contagious. Don't worry. Yeah. And um, but you know the winter rain from time to time, renews the streams, like, like, uh, renews the streams. So when you go there, like, you will see these riverbeds, and they're like, oh my god, this is like a really such a, um, it looks like you know, no water has been there for for like the you know, last couple thousand years or something like that. But every once in a while, in, during the winter time, it would rain just downward, like uh, torrential things come, and then it would just flow, right? And that's what uh, he's talking about. Restore our fortunes just, just like that. And then verse 5 mentions tears. We should not be surprised that our life in Christ has both weeping and joy because we follow the one who wept and who was also joyous. You know, we sang the song, A Man of Sorrows, right? Indeed, Jesus was man of sorrows. He was uh, acquainted with grief. His earthly life was not just about having feasts, like enjoying life, being victorious all the time, but also, he wept. You know, the shortest verse in the Bible is, do you know what it is? Jesus wept. Right, that's right. uh, <clears throat> it's at the scene of the, his beloved uh, Lazarus' uh, tomb, you know, and when he went to the, his tomb, you know, like, uh, and his beloved, like, you know, Mary and Martha and all these people went there as he walked over to, to his tomb, and people were saying, you know, oh, you know, like, if he were here earlier, you know, he should have just, maybe he could have saved him as people were just weeping and just, like, once again, grieving the loss. And when he saw that, Jesus wept, right? Jesus wept. And then, uh, you know, uh, it's subject to interpretation, but it's not just the fact that he was kind of overwhelmed with people because everybody else around him is, you know, just grieving, including uh, Mary and Martha, that he was uh, weeping. No, it wasn't just that. But because he was uh, weeping at this reality, the reality of death, right, that none of us can really overcome. We are, every, one of us, every one of us is subject to death and just how he was so deeply troubled by this indomitable force that is death that we are in the grip of death dominion of death and he would just weep over the, the, the reality of human life subject to death and sin so his life and not just in that instant but elsewhere he would shed tears, being acquainted with grief, being deeply troubled. And that's the Lord that we follow. We must be prepared to face what life throws at us. You know, I'm at an age where I'm going, to, I'm going to more like funerals, like my relatives, uh, like uh, my friends, our parents, um, you know, they now start passing, and so I'm, I'm attending, um, the, the funerals um, as they're passing. And some of them I actually met, you know, and uh, things like that. And um, I know that, you know, uh, the reality is, you know, you know, one of those days, you know, you know my, my, my mom uh, will, 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 will go to be with the Lord. Um, so there's a lot of, like, grief and sorrow that we experience in life. Walking by faith does not eliminate sorrows. In fact, in one sense, the sorrow will be deeper because now we know that our sin breaks God's hearts, right? Before we knew God, a lot of things that happened in life is we can't just attribute to ah, if you don't, if you don't know God, right? That's life. Right. This is how life works. Just suck it up. Just deal with it. That's how people would just deal with uh, whatever that comes their way. Right. Try to deal with it. And in in certain ways, it's making them more calloused because they're resigned to it. And then the more you see it, you just kind of accept it as fact of life. And then you try to move on. That's why, like you know, when we hear news the first time we hear some tragedy like, oh my goodness right but if we keep hearing it over and over again it desensitizes us right we don't we don't get really moved by it anymore because we get we hear these tragedies and wars and, and atrocities that happen we hear it so often it like you know doesn't make us really affect us as much right but now that we know God what he has gone through, the extent that he has gone through for our sake, it makes us, it, um, it really just breaks our hearts now that we were breaking his heart. <clears throat> so in one sense, our sorrow gets deeper as we grieve of our sin, our sinfulness. Ezekiel chapter 36, 26, it says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Right? God promises a new heart, removing the heart of stone that we had. We are desensitized, calloused heart of stone that we used to carry. But now in Christ, God has replaced it with a heart of flesh. Being born again means having this new heartbeat of God, that you feel what God feels. What God cares about, we begin to care about. And here in this uh, passage, the the main point uh, is this that even though there there are tears, in the end there will be rejoicing. Says here, so in tears And the end result is reaping with shouts of joy. There will be suffering, but in the end, it will be all worth it because God promises restoration. Sowing in tears and weeping precedes harvesting with joy and celebration. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. There's sometimes, man. When would this joy come? In the midst of our uh, darkness, uh, in this deep dark tunnel, seems like there seems like there is no way out. Dark, lost, being sorrowful. But the joy will come with the morning. Scripture makes it very clear: the sorrow gives way to joy. We have an innate uh, aversion uh, to hardships. So we often try to uh, circumvent uh, the situation so we don't have to suffer. And then at times we just compromise, just cut corners. Now I'm just going to go through hardships. Uh, It's just not worth it. But guess what the Bible says? You first go out and endure the hardship of sowing, even if it brings you pain and you suffer for it. And God says, I will bless you. You will have abundance in the end. Scripture is saying our suffering, our tears are worth it. Why? It's because God promises restoration. Verse 5, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He he who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. God will bring blessings in the end. He says he will, right? If you go out sowing, In tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Sorry. In the story of Job, he endured the suffering, didn't know why he was suffering, but he endured it. And in the end, he was restored. God restored all things for him as he uh, went through the, uh, the suffering and endurance, persevering in it. Hebrews 5:7. Jesus uh, says, Jesus with loud cries offered up prayers and his prayers were heard as he cried out to, to God the Father and offered up prayers. His prayers were heard and answered. And isn't that what Christ has done for us? As the Spirit of God who lacked nothing came to us and suffered and died for our sins. But God raised him from the dead and his name was lifted higher than any other. Right. So this, uh, today's text says, There will be joy after all the tears that we shed, all the weeping that we do, that God will make all things right, and beautiful in his time. When the restoration comes, there will be much joy and celebration, and it will culminate in the return of Christ, New Jerusalem, the absolute and eternal establishment of his reign, where every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, as I said before, uh, this was a challenging week physically. I wasn't really, uh, really myself until yesterday. Yesterday morning, and uh, I think you know that a part of the reason why I was this sick uh, for most of the week was because my immune system has been very weak. You know, just working full time and and you know also serving uh, at at a church, uh, at serving at uh, Embrace. Uh, it, it's it's very hard i'm i am i i'm not used to it right i've never done you know th, 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 i mean not never but you know i haven't really done this for for such a long time it's it's very hard and it's just just you basically have no uh time to rest right monday through friday you just work 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 and then uh on the weekend you're just like you're back at it again right like serving in the uh serving the people and so it was just like Oh, is like, I feel like this is like no time for me to like breathe, right? And so I think uh, over time it just my immune system got really weak, and so that's why when this sickness came, uh, I was just really had a heart. I, usually I don't get sick this long, right usually like even when had, like COVID, right uh, just three days or something, and then uh, at least I feel like okay, I've turned the corner right and then just kind of get back to. Working or do whatever, but this uh, this week was is ongoing uh, just when I thought I turned the corner, still I like, went back at it um, so it, it, and you know um, it, it was a really difficult week um, and interestingly, right of all the passages, you know when I decided to do this uh, like on Monday, I said, like, "Okay, I think this is something uh, that I should speak on," and so <clears throat> just trying to get ready for it. And then I got really sick, and so yesterday, like I was really struggling. Right? I was like, "I don't want to. I don't want to." Of all past, why did what does it have to be this? And why did I even pick it? It's just provident. Uh, I think providentially, the Lord, uh, the steer me to just maybe pick this uh, passage, and because because it was about like you know suffering and you know all those things. And I was like, I just. I, I really struggled to like just come up with a message. Um, just I didn't feel like you know just reading the the, uh, the commentaries, listening to sermons, and on. I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted to just stay in bed and then you know just kind of not vigil, but you know just kind of rest. May, maybe just hem, just let me just like rest for uh, just a little time. But I just didn't have time to work uh, to, to to come up with a message. Um, and so it was a very difficult time, but, but also God, uh, the Lord has given me another realization. This is part of, you know, the sowing in tears, right? Just like, even though it's, uh, it's difficult, and it, uh, to be honest with you, it's not easy, right? Just doing two things, at the, juggling two things at the same time. And, and yet, um, the Lord reminds me, that even though I may be just weeping, Right, and just going through a really tough time, but in the end, it will be all worth it. That um, you know, uh, that those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. And that is what I'm looking forward to, right? because of the promise that is given here I want to continue. It, it's, yeah, I mean, if I had my choice, I'll, I would not do this, right? <laughs> I don't want to do it, but because the scripture promises that when there's suffering, but and the, you know, and the, the, the weeping may tarry for the night, but joy will come with the morning. After this, all this that is going through, in the end, when especially when Christ comes, there will be uh, recognition, and there will be rejoicing, just being one with the Lord, being in his presence, I believe in the end, I would say, it'll be well worth it, right? There is no need for, uh, th- 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 there's no need for, <coughs> um, there, uh, sorry, I, I think I lost the train of thought. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, yeah, uh, And that is the promise that we can hold on to uh, in our lives. So, you know, let's, uh, as we, you know, go through life, um, you know, there will be times when it will be just really difficult, feel like just kind of giving up and all those things. But the promise is clear. that when we do so in tears, the Lord will bring joy. It will allow us to rejoice and there will be much celebration. Um, and may that be our hope, and that's something that we would look forward to and motivate us to continue in our journey with the Lord. Let's pray.